Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back to What's Next. In today's episode, Lara and I will be delving into what's next for mind, body, and spiritual health through a beautiful retreat we went to recently called Ballingdon Hall. So as Lara mentioned, we went to Ballingdon Hall, and I think the only way to really explain it is for someone to go there. But since you're not there right now, I want to say for me, it was walking into a really safe space. That's probably the best way to explain it. It's beautiful, beautiful, large house with beautiful garden on big grounds. And there was a tranquility as you walked in that I hadn't really felt in quite a long time. And that may be because we live a fairly crazy life in London and it may be because it was just a really nice atmosphere. Both Lara and I had profound experiences there. And actually it started off fairly quick so we arrived and immediately started going into what I would call a group session and I've I don't know about you Laura I've been to I've been to quite a few group sessions in my life and I've been to quite a few of these and it's they I I I wouldn't call myself a veteran of it but I have over the years done a lot of retreats and I've always gotten something out of it but I have never really done one in the UK. And so it was coming, kind of driving out of London, out of the madness into this beautiful place and straight go um, straight away going into a tent that was outside on the grass. That was, and there were blankets there and everyone was really friendly. And we went into a session straight away. I'm going to actually speak about myself first and what my experience was. I'm, I am currently in a little bit of a, I would say, sensitive space, place um, <laughs> in my life. So I probably had a little bit of a protective armor on, which immediately was just kind of taken away because it was a very tranquil and very safe space. And... It just seemed like it's we started off with a meditation and I do meditate every day. We talk about this a lot on the show. We talk about this a lot in our private life. I do something called transcendental meditation or TM, which I learned about, which I was taught about, I don't know, maybe seven years ago by the David Lynch Foundation. And that's kind of the only meditation I know. And they led us into a meditation immediately. And I just relaxed. And I just felt like I'd arrived. That was my very first impression. What was yours? Very similar, but also a little bit different because this was actually my first time at a retreat like this and my first time doing any type of um, alternative therapy. So 
it was really, really interesting. And I think at first it was understanding the language that was used because I do think that's a huge part of any of these retreats, um, which I've been slightly privy to because my mum's a lovely therapist and she does actually talk to about um, different types of therapy to me all the time. But it's, um, I guess, different when it's not coming from your mum. <laughs> But yeah, it was great. It took me a moment to get into it, though. I think with the first um, meditation, the, the, uh, the woman actually was like, asked whether I got fully into it because I was a bit fidgety. And I do find it quite difficult to meditate. But as the day went on, I got into it more. And I think there was enough space to find what types of therapy works for you. So just so that our listeners can know, we went through maybe four different types of healing in the day. We went through color therapy. We, um, Laura did Reiki. I did crystal healing. We had a lovely lady called the White Witch. We had all different types of, I guess, getting in tune with your energy. And I think that even just taking the time to think about where your body and mind space is, is something that I haven't done in a while. I don't know about you Uh, not to that degree no I think I've been in a bit of a fight-or-flight mode for the past month or so so it's just been kind of yeah so no I haven't really been in tune with my body I mean I do go to the gym a lot and I do work out so I do take that time for myself Mm. and I turn my phone off and I do meditate so but that is just really that that is fight or flight for me because that is necessary for me in order to survive and in order for me to or not to survive to thrive rather Mm. so I think what really moved me was first of all the kindness that I the kindness of so to preface this, a wonderful woman called Leslie Reynolds actually owns the place. Yes. And Leslie invited us. And there's something so profound being someone's house, someone's home, mm. that they're willing to open this home for you because it was very homey and there was every, everything seemed very, very... It, it was like being at someone's home that, is, that just has a good energy and... I yeah sorry what was your question then? <laughs> I'm just talking I'm actually just no that's fine um my question was about t- whether you take the time for yourself normally okay. to reflect but um I'm going to move on to a bit more of a poignant question anyway mm. because I wanted to know for you what was the high point of the day and what was your low point of the day and this doesn't have to be in that anything that they did made you feel bad but what made you in touch, I guess, with the really happy feelings and what made you in touch with your less happy feelings from the day? So I think I was, I was happiest in the very beginning when I just thought, okay, this is a safe space. I can relax. I can meditate. I can, I'm just going to go with it. The color therapy was interesting to me because it's something I'd never done before it was extremely profound for me when we did something that I can only describe as letting go we took this beautiful walk into the forest and we arrived at this I want to say pond and as we arrived at the pond the sun came up because it was sort of a typical English day where it was sunny and rainy and the sun came up and we all had a 
I'm actually I actually get teary when I talk about it because it was really so beautiful. We all had a rose, a couple of roses, mm. and we threw them into the pond, and, and it was in order to let go of something, and that just you know for me I don't have to cry in order to feel something I can that that does not make I think that's the same way with with as as an actor it doesn't impress me when the tears come that's not what it's about but to be able to actually cry in a safe space is really really freeing and and without being embarrassed about it and it was I I found that that part hard I will be honest because it is uncomfortable to to sit with your feelings or to stay with your feelings rather than just to check your phone really quickly or to eat or something else and and there we just had to stand in front of the pond and see these flowers sort of integrate into the water and actually sit with the feeling of letting go of what each individual of us needed to let go so whilst it, I would say it was the, a high point it was also it was also a low point because it was mm. uncomfortable for me but of course like all things once it's over there's a certain freedom that you feel that is just so beautiful and so freeing so I yeah that that was profound it was nice in the very end I I, I met a wonderful lady Deborah Free Spirit and she took me upstairs for a Reiki session and I hadn't had Reiki in about six months. I'd only actually discovered it uh, this year. I'd never had it before. I discovered it in the UAE and I love it. I'm, comp- I'm a huge, huge fan of it. I haven't had it in the UK. And she she did Reiki on me and she, there was a lot of dark energy that she took away. And she was a really, really wonderful woman. And it just rounded up the day for me. And I think if I hadn't had that at the very end... I would have been probably left with something that needed to close because that mm. closed it it was almost like a journey that beautifully ended for me mm. apart from the fact that we then had a really scrumptious <laughs> dinner <laughs> I mean, yeah it was delicious, a delicious yeah. dinner and so yeah that was that was really my experience of um, high and low point what was it for you um, yeah, it's interesting. I think similar to you in these moments, the highs and lows are kind of integrated, aren't they? Because a lot of release work is done. I found really interesting the color therapy. We had color therapy with a magnificent guy called Mark Wentworth. And he talks about the different energies that each colors have. And he did an example to us where he got um, seven silks all feeling the same that were in different colors and he would get us he got everyone to close their eyes and he'll put the silk in your hand and you'd be able to tell what color it was and it was so interesting to me because I often close my eyes when I speak but I can still kind of see a little bit um, or I won't look at someone so I really felt like I understood a little bit more about different energies and sources of energy I wanted to say to that that you and I we've we've done this podcast now for two years and mm. we've been friends for more than that ten years. I have never. I I know you close your eyes mm. when you talk. It's actually it's it's and I've obviously noticed it. Never ever bothered me, but I've never asked you why because I thought there would be a time 
when you would tell me why you do that. I don't notice it. And I, I completely notice it. And I think... Um, That's so funny. I now. really did. No, it is something that I've noticed for over over years. And I thought it... It's like, it's like I have certain tics and I mm. think you probably see them. But you just let me live, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. We no, just, we but just let each funny. other be each other. And I had noticed it a lot over the years yeah. that you do that. I just never questioned it because... A, it doesn't bother me at all. And B, um, I just thought, you know, it's the best way to explain it is I'm missing a few eyelashes at the moment, right? I'm having a little bit of alopecia mm. on my eyelashes. And people constantly go, oh, go, oh you're missing an eyelash. And it's like, <laughs> no, I know, <laughs> you know? I know. So I just feel like sometimes it, it's just... Yeah, uh, yeah. It's... The, it's I completely out. get that Excuse but do saying. you know what's so funny people tell me all the time and I honest to god will not be able to tell like when my eyes are closed sometimes I don't know because I still kind of see a bit <laughs> well it's, it's a really it's odd something thing I have noticed but it's something that I find it, I, it's beautiful it's a it's part of who you are it's, and I wouldn't I would be really I would be really annoyed if anyone I'd be really angry. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't bother me. But you know what's funny? I think sometimes people um take not having eye contact as um as either being mistruthful or um saying something that, you know, they shouldn't or something like that. There is um I guess those studies around visual cues. So then sometimes someone will be like, Well, why aren't you looking in my eye? I was like, Oh, I didn't even realise I wasn't so that's that side of it. So I found that's a whole nother episode we should do about it just to let people be who they are or, do you know, or the individuality. I, I think it's so interesting and we can even speak a bit about this on what we consider in visual cues and truthfulness. Yeah. And it's kind of what you said before where you're like, for you, crying doesn't necessarily mean emotion but in in the sector that um yeah. you said in your safe space that was emotive to you but the visual of crying doesn't necessarily mean that and i think that all of us perceive certain um ways that people conduct themselves as meaning different types of things yeah i think you can suffer tremendously without having the tears come out yeah if you're fortunate enough that you're that kind of person that can just howl and cry it out loud then that's great mm. but not everyone has 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 that and i think that sometimes gets perceived as also maybe being cold you know and that is so untrue because mm. I know a lot of people who have really, really hard times and who who don't cry mm. because it's not in their... That's just not what they do. Mm. But that doesn't mean they suffer any less. A hundred percent. And it's interesting because also different cultures have completely different yeah. visual cues of what is respectful, what is um, experiencing sadness, what is experiencing emotions interestingly i in the aboriginal community um tumbla that i used to go to a, a lot in australia um in their culture you don't look the elders in the eye because it's a sign of respect not to do that but in western culture it's if you don't look your elder or your um person in the eye you're being rude so that's a whole nother kind of dynamic that is interesting always to look at yeah, I agree with you. Same growing up in Germany. I mean, I, there there's probably this idea that Germans don't cry or they're they're Yeah, crying. there is. But, there is. But that's really I mean, I 
I'm definitely a crier. So I definitely, also in my household, that was definitely not an issue. Can I just say Germans are naked all the time and they don't cry? <laughs> oh, not. That's, well, I well, mean, yes, we were naked a lot in my household. Uh, there was a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah my, we always walked around naked. Did you guys walk around naked? Yeah, you did. No, no, no I did. <laughs> did you but I, I have to say, growing up, I looked... No, 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 I mean, I still do. But growing up, I looked like a little boy. I, I was just a skinny little runt of a thing. And actually, funnily enough, I saw this video not that long ago of when we were little. And I was like to my mom, who's that boy in the background? And my mom's like, love, that was you. And short hair, I had no boobies. And uh, like, I had my little ribs out. <laughs> and so I'd just cute. run around naked. So I definitely did not. So I didn't actually have any hair on my head until I was I think about two years old same really I was bold I was we're so similar it's so weird and yeah I was naked all the time as well so I guess I guess here we are you know we're not naked now by the way as we're recording this uh, well, well, <laughs> anyway back to Bellingdon Hall and, yeah um, we we're quite fortunate we've had we've had some interviews with a couple of people that really inspired us do you want mm-hmm. to go and get a little bit into who we're speaking to yeah exactly so first of all we have the lovely Leslie Reynolds um, as we said before she is the owner of this beautiful beautiful place it's and tranquil, yeah. it's tranquil and also she makes you feel at home there from start to finish from welcoming us to a gorgeous breakfast. Just everything about her hospitality makes this place. So let's throw it over to Leslie and put in her own words how she came about the gorgeous Bellingdon Hall. Hi, Laura and Lara. Thank you for having me on your show today. And uh, I'd just like to say to you that it was so lovely having you both at our first Bellingdon Hall wellness retreat last week. And I really hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. It's something that's always been a dream of mine since we started our clinic in Harley Street in 2006, when my husband, Dr. Armour Khan, and I decided that actually we're going to have a big aesthetics clinic, we're going to treat people from all over the world, and we're going to open lots of clinics. Well, as we started, and we opened our first clinic and our second one, we started to really realise that it's not just about aesthetics, it's not about people just looking good, it's actually about your mind, body and soul. And so for some years we've been looking for a property that we could actually offer a retreat where people could come and they could wind down, they could get in touch with themselves again. And during the pandemic we really realised that now was the time to do it. We spoke to so many people during that time on WhatsApp about how they felt, people that were doing lots of Zoom meetings that were worried about the way they looked. And what we really realised was that deep down it wasn't just about the way you look. It's actually these people were very stressed, very lonely, very worried. They were having lots of different problems, you know, problems with family, financial difficulties, worried about their jobs or losing their jobs. And we decided now is the time that we've got to start this retreat. We've got to actually start to try and help people to feel better in themselves because that's the key to everything. It doesn't matter how much money that you earn, if you're not feeling great or you've got a terrible sadness inside you or you're trying to move on from a situation, that's the really the most important thing, most important thing that we could do. 
So eventually we did find the lovely Bellington Hall. We felt it was a perfect place for retreats. It's 1593 it was built, so it's got lots of atmosphere. Um, it, it's cosy, it almost wraps its arms around you. Um, what we found was that once we actually moved in, we didn't really want to leave it, although we have to, because we do have to come up to London to work as well. And it's a place that you just want to get back to. The grounds are, are very magical. There's 21 acres there. And we've started our own bees now. We've got three beehives. So hopefully we'll be collecting our honey next year. We're expanding very gently with the bees to make sure that they, they're well established. Uh, we've got a, a big vegetable garden that I don't think you saw when you were there. And that's expanding. So we our aim is that we will have all our own fresh fruit and veg. And we've got some chickens coming as well. So the eggs will all be ours too. The grounds are absolutely magical and when you walk through them you start to realise a lot of things, your your mind clears, you can meditate through them. There are lots of different areas. I don't know if you went into the woodland but the woodland area is just wonderful to sit. I sometimes just go and sit and I don't really think about anything and then I find that suddenly I am thinking about all the things that I, I really want to do. So I feel that it, it feeds me, it feeds my mind and my soul so I think this is for everybody else, it's exactly the same. And of course, we had our wonderful team there. We had Lee Weiberg, who's an incredible man and has helped many, many people throughout the years. He's helped me a lot as well through difficult times in my life. And I wanted people to experience some of the therapies that he did. And his team are wonderful too. So the colour therapy I found very interesting, along with the art therapy. And the regression, I found, was incredible for me. And I'm sure you would have met Sharon as well. She's a, a medium who I think helps people a lot because people that have had somebody who's passed, I, just, I suppose what she does really is helps them in a counselling way. Um, but she seems to have just an intuitive way of knowing how you feel and, and what you need at the time. And then I'm sure you would have met Deborah too, who's an incredible healer. Her Reiki is fantastic. And I experienced some Reiki from her and I felt I was skipping around for the rest of the day. <laughs> and then we had the lovely uh, Carly, who is all into medicinal herbs and plants, which is another thing that we are doing at Ballington. We're developing a medicinal garden. And uh, that's in its very early stages. And we're hoping that by next spring, all the plants would have been planted and then we should see a huge amount of growth next year. So they're things that we've got for you to look forward to next time you come. And I hope we see you very, very soon. And it was just lovely, lovely seeing you both and lovely to see your lovely smiling faces. Hope to see you soon. Bye. Oh, and the other thing I meant to speak to you about was that we're also starting our bioidentical hormone clinic there. And we feel that that's a really important thing as well because so many people are taking a lot of medication now. And it, we are seeing that is really affecting people. And not only themselves, the way they feel, it's affecting their skin too. So we're, we're really heading for everything to be as natural as possible. Oh, thank you so much. That was so lovely of Leslie actually to come on and just give us her background. And I have to say, um, it was it was a real, real honor meeting Leslie in person. And hopefully, and we will meet again very soon. We also had the lovely Jane Brent, who actually organized this retreat for Lara and I very kindly. And Jane is, I would say, 
I mean, from being a talent agent for for a long, long time to working in the entertainment industry to just being an all around Jane of all is a Jane of all trades. Jack of all trades, but it could be Jane of all trades, yes, isn't it? I very would witty. say, uh, yeah, Jane of all trades. And we had, yeah, we have her come on as well. So here's Jane Brent. Hi, Lara. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. As you have just heard, my name's Jane Brent, and I run a celebrity management company called JJB Celebrity Management. And I have done for about 28 years. As you can hear from my accent, I am from Lancashire, born and bred on Blackpool Promenade. My father ran markets on the promenade. Um, he was a bit of a showman. And we spent a lot of time with the stars that used to perform on the piers. That's where my love of the entertainment industry has come from. I have been married a few times. I've got a few children. Um, I moved to London in the 90s started working for a company called Ellie J, which was amazing. And from then I set up my entertainment company and I've had the great privilege of working with lots of well-known household names and celebrities. Uh, apologies if you can hear some scratching in the background. That is my son's pocket bulldog, Cardi B. That's a bit embarrassing when I'm shouting that in the park, but um, she is beautiful and I'm dog sitting at the moment. So apologies for the scratching. Anyway, back to my story. Uh, yes, I um, had the privilege of working with lots of celebrities over the years um, who have become my friends. Um, I've done a lot of work for charity. Um, I have worked in every genre of the entertainment business. So I've agented books, um, TV ad campaigns, um, film, TV, anything you can think of really. And I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but in the process, I have neglected myself to the point where I put everybody first, my clients, my business, my kids, everything, and kind of neglected myself. So during lockdown, I had to have a real hard look at what life I've got left and how I'm gonna live it. I don't have a partner, I live alone, I'm married to my business. Um, but I wanted to do something. I felt quite lonely during lockdown. Um, obviously, uh, families couldn't mingle, so I was here on my own. Um, had a lot of time to reflect on where I was going with the rest of my life. And I've always, and started off in, in charity work, so I just thought about all the single women um, in all the towns and villages around the country being alone in lockdown and, and having to keep themselves motivated. And it's really difficult if you don't have a really strong friendship pool, uh, which I don't because I never kind of really developed that side of my life because I was working so much. Um, so that's where my new company was uh, conceived and born, The Fabulous Me Company, which is a charity advice and expert website. It's interactive. Um, we are selling some gorgeous products on there to fund the actual work that we do. Um, a lot of my clients are experts um, on the website. So if you go on the website, you can uh, look for celebrity and expert advice. I've got Dr. Khan and Leslie Reynolds who run a fantastic clinic in Harley Street on there. So if any ladies out there are worried about 
um, their looks and they want some Botox or some cosmetic surgery, they can uh, email um, the link on the website and we can get them some advice. Um, we have Lara Asprey who is a relationship expert so can help any ladies having problems with marriages or relationships or children. Uh, we've got Carol Malone, who is our agony aunt, the absolutely glorious Carol Malone. I adore her. She takes no prisoners and she tells it like it is. And she is our agony aunt. I am so excited about that. We've got the most loveliest, beautiful person in Seoul, Nancy Sorrell, who is our ambassador for fashion and beauty. Uh, so they're ready to give any ladies out there advice. And we have Nikid, who is a PR guru, which supports lots of charities, who's an ambassador for our charity page. We've got lots and lots of other people that are, are coming on board. Nancy's got a lovely little collection of makeup on there to sell. And everything that we do sell, um, a lot, a large portion of that money goes right back in to the Fabulous Me company to support our new YouTube channel, which we will start filming soon. And um, and the podcast, which we're gonna be doing. So this little chat with you is really nice because um, I get used to talking on a microphone, uh, which is very strange for me because I am normally behind the camera shouting at everybody to get a move on and uh, organizing photo shoots and filming, etc. Um, so yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Well, Cardi B is finally gone to sleep, so no more scratching. Uh, thank you so much for letting me come on the show and tell you a little bit about my new company, The Fabulous Me Company, and a little bit about my story. I hope all the ladies listening will go on to www.thefabulousmecompany.co.uk. You can register your details there. You can become a fabulous follower. You can even get together some friends and family, start a group to raise money for some events. You can have uh, walking groups, you can have wine evenings, book evenings, uh, Prosecco nights, uh, beauty nights, anything you want to do and support the Fabulous Me company. Our fabulous followers will be coming on our YouTube channel and also taking part in our podcast as well. So um, I hope to see you all very soon. Thank you so much, Jane. That was fantastic to hear from you. Next up, we have the wonderful Naomi Ixted. She was a fellow guest on the retreat and she's just having a little chat about her experience because it's interesting how everyone not only had an amazing experience there, had a different experience and it was so great to go through that with so many different types of people. So Naomi, take it away. Hey guys, so I've just come back from... Uh... Lee Wellness put on a spiritual retreat at Ballingdon Hall and to be honest I've never taken that time for myself as a very motivated working mum that juggles a media world and being an entrepreneur having any downtime is impossible and even if I'm on holiday I'm still creating content and shooting and filming normally and taking pictures and this is the first time in years I have ever stopped for me and it was absolute bliss and I soaked it up in every way and I genuinely feel detoxified in my mind in my soul and in my body I feel blessed to have been part of such an incredible retreat and I think actually everybody needs this in their life even if they only can do it once a year 48 hours of completely disconnecting 
is just absolute, absolutely essential for uh, good mental health and positivity and mindset. And obviously all those things contribute to success and success is what we all want in our lives. Um, success, positivity and health and wealth is what everybody needs and wants. So I think these wellness retreats are gonna be a massive hit. This spiritual wellness retreat, it's very unique. I never get enough time to do multiple of these treatments and I'm so in, interested and I have been from the age of 16 in spiritual wellness, um, but I've never had an opportunity to have so many different um, teachings and lessons and classes and sessions in 48 hours. So I feel very blessed and thankful to the whole team at Ballington Hall and Lee Wellness for giving me the chance to reset my mind, body and soul. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys, Naomi. That was great to hear from you. Right, that is all the little mini interviews we did, but I did want to say if anyone does want to go up to Ballington Hall, it will be open to the public very shortly, and it's spelled B-A-L-L-I-N-G-D-O-N Hall. You can look it up on Google and book your retreat or just day stay. Um, I do think that you can also do healing and taking time for yourself at home. It doesn't have to be at a retreat. We all found different things that worked for us. I think for me, I want to try with you at home to do a little bit more meditation. I think the breathing really helped ground me and helped slow down my pace. That was one of the really big things that I took away from there. But the pace in London, I don't realize how much it gets to me until I get away from it. I completely agree. I think we live a very fast life and just talking about grounding just walking outside and mm. having your feet on the grass whether it's your own garden or just in a park which there's plenty of in the UK is a really really nice exercise um I hope you guys got something out of today and and we will be linking up Bellingdon Hall but we will also be linking up everyone that we met on this beautiful one day journey at Bellingdon Hall in our Instagram and Twitter accounts which is at Lara Pradelska at L Pradelska and at DJ Lara Fraser I hope you all have a wonderful week and make sure that you tune in next time and if you like rate us and let us know what you think Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.